The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. The Virginia General Assembly kicked off its work yesterday. This year, Republicans have a slim majority in the House of Delegates and Democrats have a slim majority in the state Senate. Megan Polly reports on a few big priorities for leadership in each chamber. House Republicans want to increase public safety, lower taxes, and give parents more educational options. Parents are deeply concerned about the education their children are receiving. That's Delegate Glenn Davis of Virginia Beach, who's introducing a bill that could allow more charter schools to open in the state. Regardless of the district, education was the one thing Republicans heard about all across the Commonwealth during the election. Senate Democrats are also focused on education, issues like ensuring access to affordable child care and increasing funding for children's mental health services, among others. They say they won't support any measures that direct funding away from regular public schools. Megan Pauley, VPM News. Governor Ralph Northam gave his final speech before lawmakers and Virginians last night. He highlighted some of the things he was proudest to accomplish during his four years as the state's chief executive, including abolishing the death penalty and legalizing marijuana use. Too often, our modern-day punishments and practices have their roots in a more discriminatory and unfair past. Virginia Republicans were critical of many of the criminal justice reforms the previous Democratic majority and Governor Northam led over the past few years, saying the policy changes make Virginians less safe. Read more about what GOP leaders said last night at vpm.org slash General Assembly. Democrat Jackie Glass won the special election for Norfolk's 89th House District seat. Early Tuesday night, the Navy veteran led her Republican opponent by more than 60 percentage points. According to partner station WHRO, Democrats held on to the delegate seat they've controlled for several decades. The seat was vacated in December when Jay Jones announced he was stepping down a month after winning re-election. One candidate running for office is shifting their sights from a national position to a state seat. According to the Richmond Times-Dispatch, Republican Tina Ramirez is abandoning a bid for Virginia's newly redrawn 7th Congressional District against incumbent Democrat Abigail Spanberger to campaign for the 12th State Senate District. The change could put her in a primary face-off against State Senator Amanda Chase, who also recently abandoned a run for the 7th District. Ramirez is a former public school teacher and founded a nonprofit to promote religious freedom. An assisted living facility where two residents died surrendered its state license. Paul Bebo from partner station WHRO has more. Ashley Sarasol was a 29-year-old woman with schizoaffective disorder, bipolar disorder, and epilepsy. She disappeared from Cary Adult Home in Gloucester in December 2020. Surveyors found her body in a swamp more than a month later. The cause of death was not clear. WHRO reviewed Carrie's history and uncovered dozens of state code violations and hundreds of law enforcement calls to the facility for reports of arson, assault, missing persons cases, and threats of suicide. Also, there was a previous incident where another resident disappeared from the facility and died. 
Cary returned its license last month and stopped providing assisted living services. It's now an independent living facility called Forest View. Representatives of Forest View did not respond to requests for comment. That was Paul Bebo reporting. Six out of Virginia's 24 community colleges will start the semester with remote learning due to the spike of COVID-19 cases, according to the system's spokesperson. This includes Bright Point Community College, formerly known as John Tyler. Bright Point school officials told students yesterday that classes and services will be virtual from January 18th through 29th. Select computer labs will be open at both their Chester and Midlothian campuses for those who need internet access or a quiet place to work. In addition, libraries and academic resource centers will also be open, but officials say staff will be limited. We should disclose a member of VPM staff is a student enrolled in the Virginia Community College system. With lawmakers back in Richmond, VPM is taking a special look at different political issues affecting our community through a new series we're calling Capital in Focus. Earlier this week, Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin sat down with VPM news reporter Karis Manzanares. During their conversation, Youngkin was asked about his controversial pick for Virginia's Secretary of Natural Resources, Andrew Wheeler. Wheeler served as the head of the EPA under then-President Donald Trump and rolled back environmental protections from the Obama administration. Democrats have given a lot of pushback on your recent appointment of Andrew Wheeler. What makes you sure he's the right person for the job and how concerned are you about his confirmation? Well, he is absolutely the right person for the job and I'm not concerned. What I get frustrated with is that we continue to live in this world of partisan politics and my election in November represented Virginians standing up and saying we're tired of people trying to cast dispersions on folks because of who they worked for or what team they're on. Andrew's going to be on the Glenn Youngkin team. He is incredibly qualified. And we, in fact, know that he will deliver for all Virginians. Our agenda is fundamentally focused on making sure that we protect the Chesapeake Bay, that we clean up our rivers, that we, in fact, do a great job being stewards of this environment. And on top of that, that we have a permitting process that enables businesses to move forward. We have to grow. Do you still intend to dismiss the parole board on your first day? What changes do you want to make to parole and probation in Virginia? Well, we do intend to, and we will, dismiss the parole board on day one and we'll replace them. And in fact, we're going to stand up for victims' rights as well. And we've got to change the way the parole board has functioned. Uh, Attorney General Miares is going to press forward with an investigation of, of the, of the activities of the previous parole board. And we're going to make sure that the parole board, in fact, yes, evaluates the opportunity for second chances, because I believe in second chances, but also stands up for victims' rights. What is your plan for charter schools for Virginia? How do you envision that expansion occurring? Charter schools are an incredibly important part of our day one plan, and charter schools, uh, are associated with all kinds of responses. And let me just be clear. We're going to innovate in K through 12 education. We're going to innovate through charter schools and lab schools and innovation schools so that we have innovative curriculums that prepare our kids to be college ready or career ready. And it's going to be done within the public school system so that in fact, parents have a choice. This is about providing parents an opportunity to decide which school is best for their child within the public school system and to have creative, innovative curriculum to deliver for them. The state's health commissioner, Norm Oliver, is resigning, saying that it's at your request. You've said Virginia will fight vaccine mandates. With Amaracron surging, can you give us a sense of how you intend to lead through this continuing health crisis? 
I've said from the very beginning that uh, COVID-19 is not going to go away. And so we have to continue to react appropriately to it. I believe that the vaccine is the absolute best way to keep your family safe. I've gotten the vaccine and the booster. My wife's gotten the vaccine and the booster, and I encourage everyone to do so. But I also believe in individuals' rights to make that decision. I believe that people shouldn't be fired from their job for not getting the vaccine. And in today's healthcare environment, in today's healthcare system, we have a crisis. And in fact, we must, we must push back and, and Attorney General Meares and I are going to push back against federal mandates that require healthcare systems to terminate employees. I believe parents should be able to make decisions for their children that are best in keeping with their view of their health priorities. These are things I believe in. We can do this. We can in fact fight COVID-19. We can protect lives, but we can also protect livelihoods and individual liberties. That was Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin speaking with VPM News reporter Kairos Manzanares about his plans once he officially takes office this Saturday. To note, this interview was edited down for clarity. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. This newscast was recorded on Wednesday, January 12, 2022 at 9 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) 